Welcome to the Insurance House Podcast. Introducing your host, Mike Fusco. Our team enjoys speaking to risk management and insurance professionals across the country. We will bring our audience unique insights on all things insurance. We look forward to delivering excellent information to our audience. Whether you're an insurance professional, a client, a partner, or someone breaking into the industry, we're glad you joined, and we hope to bring the best content to you. This is the Insurance House Podcast. Enjoy the show. Good morning, everyone. Thank you for joining Ray and I on another segment of the Insurance House with Mike and Ray. Ray, good morning. Good morning, Mike. How are you doing? Very well. Yourself? Doing great. Doing great. Good, good. Well, Ray and I are uh, happy to join you guys today, and we had some great feedback on our first segment. Yeah, we did. Uh, when we had Sharp, the Sharp Healthcare team and Health Plan team. Yeah. The nonprofit group was definitely uh, gives a lot of insight regarding COVID and some of this, dispelling some of the misconceptions of the market. So, yeah, we de- definitely had a lot of great feedback from that. Yeah, thanks for everyone that gave us the remarks and the comments on the Sharp interview that Ray and I conducted. Uh, today, we also have a special guest again in the employee benefit segment. Uh, for those of you that were coming up on a new year and uh, you know, well into the fourth quarter here. I think yeah. people start to think about what their employee benefits are going to look like in 2021. Yeah, uh, we have uh, choice administrators, basically the uh, uh, senior vice president of sales and account management for choice administrators, Michael Payton, on today. And I'm pretty excited to have him on. Um, definitely, they are a uh, an entity out there that's been doing this for quite some time uh, in the market, uh, offering a variety of different medical dental vision plans. Um, and so they definitely have their uh, uh, a definitely uh, a pulse on what's going on and uh, what would possibly can be seen in the future in regards to employee benefits. Yeah. So for people that don't don't know Choice Administrators or aren't familiar with them, Ray, what's a little bit, tell us a little bit about the company. What, what what do they bring to the table that might be different? Well, I mean, they are uh, since 1996. They are a private exchange. So they've been doing this a long time before Cover California was even in existence. Um, and they basically have a different philosophy in the market of, in a, tra- in a traditional sense, uh, when you're working directly with a medical carrier, you uh, t- typically the burden of choosing plans, uh, selecting what's the best for your employees falls on the employer. Um, their philosophy is completely different. Uh, their philosophy is based on, hey, we offer you a variety of different carriers, a variety of different plan options. Um, employer, take the burden off of selecting what's best. Why don't you offer them all? And you just basically select what your what fits your budget. Totally different philosophy. Um, it works um, in, in a variety of different cases. And I think it's, it's a fit um, in, in many ways. Um, and so they've been able to grow it, branch it out over the years. And uh, they're definitely a force in the market. So what, what carriers to subscribe to their exchange? At this point here, they have, uh, well, in San Diego County, for example, they have Sharp, Kaiser, Anthem Blue Cross, United Healthcare, um, and HealthNet. And if you're in the uh, in the LA County area, they also have Oscar Health Plan, which is the Cigna network. So, so what you're saying is, is that for the employers out there that are listening, you can basically you as as their broker, sure, 
Uh, and for those of you that, that don't know, that don't know, Ray is our employee benefits broker here at the office. He handles all the employee benefits plans for our customers. <clears throat> so as an employer, so basically you, you could structure a plan for people, Ray, that will allow them to offer all these different carriers to their group. And each of the employees picks a carrier based on their needs and what they want. Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely gives the employer a lot of flexibility because what once as a broker, you find yourself year after year, employers, not all of them, but in, mo in a lot of cases, chasing rates, chasing the best yeah. rates and hopping from one carrier to the other. Whereas if Cal Choice, if you hop on their platform, they already have majority of the carriers on board. So really, it's a, it's a matter of, picking which carriers are gonna work for you within within their platform. So there's less um, back and forth. And yeah, less you don't work. have to transition every year. Exactly. And Just, this way the employee, if they wanted to change a carrier in the, in the open enrollment period, they can change it without the employer having to change to a whole new insurance company. They just, they stay with CalChoice. Exactly. And allow the employee to pick a different insurance company that they want to use. Correct, exactly. Yeah. Just makes it more seamless, more turnkey for the employee and the employer year after year. Pretty good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Us at the, here at the agency, Fusco and Arsini, we, we use CalChoice for our plan, our group health. We have since the beginning. Yeah. And I'm very happy with them. And I like the fact that our staff can choose which healthcare provider they want to use. What 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 are we going to talk to Michael about? What are, we, what are you going to ask him today, right? Well, you know, my, Michael is basically in charge, of, for lack of a better way of saying it, of uh, choice administrators in, in uh, from a sales and account manager capacity. So... I like to know exactly uh, what's on the horizon for uh, choice administrators from products, expansion of uh, of, uh, of of carriers. Uh, what mm -hmm. do you think is on the horizon from the standpoint of? Well, we just had an election going on, so yeah. What what, what what's his two cents on uh, you know in, in regards to what it could impact, how it could impact insurance? Sure. Next four years. Sure, and I think I think what about um, are you going to ask him at all about like the Affordable Care Act or how that's going to play out in the future? Well, it's part of the uh, residential race winner impact. Yeah. How, how you know what 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 they see, what what their uh, uh, what their people are telling yeah. them about it. I mean, we, I'm curious. I mean, yeah, I have my own opinions on it as well, but uh, sure. I'm curious to see what uh, he has to say. Yeah. So for the employers here that are listening, thanks for joining again. We're going to be back with Michael Payton of Choice Administrators, and I think we're going to have some great information and insight for you guys to prepare for the coming year ahead. So stay tuned, and we'll be back. Thank you again, everyone, for joining Ray and I on uh, the Insurance House today. Again, we're honored to have a special guest from Choice Administrators, Michael Payton. Michael is the Senior Vice President of Sales and Account Management at Choice Administrators, which is headquartered in Orange County, California. Uh, Michael, thank you again for joining us. Yeah, thank you, Michael. Yeah, thanks, Mike. Thanks, Ray. Appreciate it. Uh, you know, it's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, it's great. Thank you. And we know you're very busy and you have a lot on your plate, so... We appreciate you carving out some time for us. <clears throat> uh, before we get started on, on some of the questions that I'm going to divert to Ray, because as I told our audience before, Ray is our employee benefits specialist here at Fusco Nursini. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about your background, uh, maybe where you're from, your education, and your career leading up to Choice Administrators? Yeah, yeah, I'm happy to do that. Uh, you just... Uh... Probably a pretty pretty typical story about how I ended this business, right? 
I really stumbled into. I don't think anybody anybody goes to college for the most part and and majors in in health insurance and doesn't know how they're going <laughs> to yeah. get here. So, um, you know, I was actually born and raised in Southern California. I'm a I'm a homegrown guy. Um, I went to college in uh, Arizona. I went to Arizona State University. Spent uh, spent several years having a little bit of fun in the sun and. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> right out of school, mm-hmm. I, uh, um, you know, to a job fair and got at the job fair with with Mutual New York, who was a young guy, years out of college, had a water ski boat, and had all sorts of promises and, you know, work Monday through Thursday, having fun on Friday. So I thought it would be an interesting job. And so I went to work at Mutual New York right out of college. And that was my first introduction to the insurance business. Uh, ultimately, uh, a little bit less than a year after I started there, I decided to move back from Arizona to California. I wanted to be back home, which is where my family and friends were, and moved back here. Um, you know, answered an ad in a newspaper, and I myself, uh, you, you know, you know, in the Word and Brown family of companies, uh, Cobra Administration side of the business, and I, I, I spent ten years um, kind of working, uh, you know, in the Cobra and FSA. Space. Uh, helping to build the organization uh, that eventually went on to become this, uh, that the Warden Brown family companies has, has since sold off several years back. You know, I, I left there and went to Pacific Air over small business sale in the Southern California market for Pacific Air and uh, stayed through the acquisition uh, of, of United Healthcare. I um, you know, I was vice president of sales in the Southern California market for United Health for handful of years, uh, you know, and then with my own agency, um, before, uh, before ultimately I decided to come back into, uh, you know, into this organization. And I've now been back here about, uh, about oh, eight and a half years now. Yeah. So, you know, I'm 26, 27 years in the insurance industry. Uh, I've had the really good fortune of being able to work on all sides. I've been on the carrier side. Uh, I've, I've been a broker. I have been on the TPA side. I mean, I, I really kind of understand and have seen all the the pros and the cons and the trials and tribulations of, of really every side of the business. So it's it's helped kind of shape me and my my thought process and where I'm at today. And that's my story. Awesome. Thank you for sharing it. How many people, just before we get to uh, raise questions, well, how many people are you responsible for overseeing now? Okay. So, you know, as you mentioned, uh, you know, I'm the, I'm the SVP of, of sales and account management. And what that means within our organization is in essence, I have, I have all revenue responsibility for the company. So I have several business units that fall underneath my, my sphere of influence. I have new business sales. I have renewals. I have account management. Um, I have sales operations and underwriting. So all in, I've, I've got roughly 65 people within my organization. So my, my group is responsible for wow. bringing the new business in, transiting it, making sure it's clean, gets put into the system, and then renewing it and keeping our distribution partners happy throughout the year. Perfect. Yeah, I mean, you de- definitely have choice of ministers does have a lot of weight that it's carrying around. I mean, I'm just looking at some of the metrics that you guys bring to the table. I mean, I was reading 18,000 employers under your, under your, uh, under your umbrella right now with what 320,000 employees and dependents cover right now. That's, that's huge. That's amazing. Massive. Yeah, no, it's run. And actually, uh, you know, we've over the last couple of years, those numbers have even, have even grown slightly. And, and when you look at both of our products as well, right, when you look at, at California choice, so California choice today, Ray, 
Um, we, we just hit the 20,000 employer mark. We oh, just wow. topped 20,000, which we're incredibly proud of, right? I mean, uh, 20, 2021 is going to be our 25 year anniversary as a company. Choice administrators will have been around 25 years. Yeah. And so we, we finally hit the 20,000 employer mark uh, in California Choice. Uh, we've got uh, roughly 330,000 members. And um, and then wow. in Choice Choice Builder, with our ancillary exchange, right, for yeah. dental and vision, chiroacu, that kind of stuff, we've got another 8,000 employer groups in Choice Builder. So, you know, all in, uh, you know, we're, you know, we're north of 450, 460,000 members all in that, that we service from a, from a, you know, insurance and, and TPA standpoint. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, I've, I've been, I'm a broker, been in business for like 21 years now in the industry. I've, I, just like you, I've been in all facets of the industry. I've been on the TPA side. I was once upon a time, a, a multi-patient manager for Benetrack. Uh, was okay. once on the carrier side, I started on the carrier side myself with American Special Health Plans like 20 years ago, um, and been on the broker side for going on probably 14, 15 years now. Um, so I, I definitely relate to your history as well on that. Um, but yeah, I've known Choice Administrators, known Cal Choice for a number of years, worked with you guys, and coming from those different facets, I mean, the traditional broker aspect of it, sometimes they have a hard difficult time wrapping their heads around choice administrators of how, how to offer you whatnot. I mean, I've been working with you guys for a while and I, and I have recognized the, definitely the value of choice administrators and as a partner with you guys. Uh, yeah, it's, we we're definitely doing a lot of business because I do recognize the value you bring to the table. Um, especially in these times being, having the flexibility choice of options, the markets, and without having to jump, I guess, lack of better way to say it, jump ship from year after year, which I see a lot of companies do every year chasing that rate. Um, it does have, it does give them a, uh, a multi-year option where they're not having to jump ship every year, which is great. You know, that's really an interesting point that you, that you bring up. And, uh, you know, it's one that I, I didn't plan on talking about, but I will underscore that for you. Sure. You know, when we look at our, at our block of business and we're going into our fifth year, we do a lot of data analytically looking at our, at our book, not just kind of where our membership lies and carriers, but also the overall longevity and, and, and stickiness of the business. To your point, right? I mean, that's that's the beauty of a program like ours is, is you're not at the mercy of a single health plan and whatever type of renewal you get on an annual basis. When we look at our book of business, um, we have incredibly high renewal and retention percentages. Um, you know, I, I can tell you 2020 year to date are our overall renewals, which means those are the groups who actually make it to their renewal, right? They, they're yeah. they're on cycle. Yeah. Uh, we're, re, we're, we're renewing at, at over a 94.5% year to date for groups that make it to the renewal. And we only lose about another 5% of groups off cycle. We're, we're into 89 plus percent of groups from an overall persistency on cycle and off cycle terminations, which is incredibly high in this organization, uh, or excuse me, in this industry. Yeah. And when we when we look at our Very book high. of business, at, at, at how long groups have been with us, our, our average group that we write stays with us for about 34 months on average. But if they get past the 34 month mark, they stay with us on average almost nine years. So uh, we have a ton of tenure 
with groups on the books, a lot of longstanding groups, you know, we, we make a point to reach out to and recognize our groups, you know, that have been with us yeah. 15, 20, 20 plus years. So it's, it, it's really a great program. And, and one of the things that, that I don't know if people really realize until they have an experience with, with California choice or, or even with, with choice builder, the ancillary exchange is what the model does is, is the model really takes the purchasing power out of the employer group's hands, right? The yeah. program is designed to help an employer fix their budget. They decide what they want to pay, not, not, not the insurance carrier. Let the employer decide that they want to contribute a, a flat dollar amount. Do they want to contribute some sort of fixed percentage, but they can fix their budget while still providing quality health care. Let the employees make that decision because ultimately, you guys know, healthcare is about one-sixth of our economy, right? Everybody, yeah. each one of us, has a different story to tell. Somebody in our family has been touched somehow and has needed healthcare. It is probably, you know, outside of marriage or birth of a child or something. I mean, it is, it is one of the most intimate decisions you can make as an individual is what type of healthcare is best for you and your family. What do you need? So we always tell people, look, why are you you know, respectfully, Mr. Broker or Mr. General Agent, or even, you know, Mr. Client, why are you making the purchasing decision for your employees? Let's just find your budget. Okay. Let's fix your budget. And then let's provide the broadest access to care you can get with the broadest selection of, of health plans. Most people ultimately really don't care what color their ID card is. They want to know if their physician is in network. They want to know if the facility that they want to access care to is available but they don't care what color their ID card is with exceptions, obviously. So sure. that said, we all, we always tell people stay out of the purchasing decision, let the employee decide how they want to access healthcare. And, and it's been a phenomenal model for us and what the program is and, and why it's so valuable for people is, is because our, our program allows employees to really choose how best to use healthcare for their families. Nobody knows better than they do. Right. Nobody knows better whether they need a richer benefit plan or whether they skinnier benefit plan, whether they need a benefit that has a low copay, maybe at a doctor's or whether they need a lower benefit or they could afford a higher benefit from an inpatient hospitalization standpoint. And so putting a, putting a, a, a single carrier model and putting a limit on the number of selections that somebody can have, as well as the panel of doctors you know, let's not forget drug formularies as well. Drug formularies are very different from health plan to health plan. So yeah. we believe wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly, without a doubt, the person who should be making that decision is the employee working with their family and decide how they can consume healthcare and how they want to access healthcare the best. It's none of my business, none of anybody else's business other than the family. So that's really, that's ultimately we're trying to convey to the market. And we believe Looking at our, our growth pattern, particularly since the ACA took effect, um, and, and looking at our renewal rates and our statistics, we believe the model has validated itself. People want choice. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I uh, agree with that 100%. I mean, for, from my standpoint as a broker, uh, especially in the small group market, employers under 100 employees, uh, it's a great fit, great model. Uh, just from the standpoint of with ACA intact, in I mean, as you, you and I know, ACA did nothing to reduce rates. It only increased rates across the boards. And so it really basically made, 
you know, twisted employers' arms, so to speak, to trying to basically produce and, and offer a comprehensive health plan without breaking their budget. And that's where I think CalChoice is a really good fit. I, I think one of the hurdles in, in a traditional sense for CalChoice, which I get as a broker from being being around uh, being around the game for quite a, quite some time, but you know, a lot of traditional brokers have a hard time moving past the hurdle of having that uh, those options, which it makes perfect sense to me because with all this rising healthcare costs and ergo rising healthcare premiums, you need to offer plan flexibility. That's the that's the counter to it. Yeah, you know, I I like to use. I like to use analogies a lot, right? I mean, I, I don't like to talk in, you know, healthcare executive speak and use a lot of yeah. big words. I, I really like to kind of talk lowest common denominator when I'm when I'm speaking in front of the market, or you know, whether I'm talking to brokers or general agents or doing some sort of, of client symposium. Here's the analogy that I would use. You know, I, I would say traditionally we have been a a single carrier model since the inception of, of healthcare, right? I mean, that's what everybody knows. I mean, you were just talking about that, Ray. That's the model everybody knows. And, you know, that is the mind frame that people think in. And, and you've got to get outside of that mind frame. And I say, most employers really have good intentions. Most employers want to provide healthcare for their employees. They believe it's the right thing to do, and it is the right thing to do. And it's it's very noble. They're spending their own money coming out of pocket to to do that, right? But use this analogy. Imagine if you're an employer and you say, well, you know what? I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to take everybody to lunch. Lunch is on me today, right? Um, Ray, what what food do you not like? And maybe, Ray, maybe you say to me, well, look, you know, I don't like broccoli, Okay. Sure. And I say, well, oh gosh, you know what, buddy, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, but today I'm taking everybody to house of broccoli, you know? And, and I know that your, your colleagues don't really like, like broccoli either, but that's kind of what I've picked today. You know, look, there's, there's lots of types of broccoli. There's, there's fried broccoli, there's steamed broccoli, there's, there's boiled broccoli, um, you know, but, but really broccoli is what you're going to eat today. And uh, you're going to have a lot of employees who go, damn, I like broccoli. This is good. But you're going to have a you're going to have other employees who kind of choke down that that broccoli and, and they can't wait for their next meal. And when you put somebody into a single carrier model, right, yeah. you're in essence doing the same thing. You're going to believe that you're really doing something good and noble, which is you are. You're providing health care, right, yeah. doing something noble for your employees. But you're also probably forcing a couple of employees to choke down a health care plan that, that they don't want. And you're doing it for decisions that are best for you and your business. Well, the great news is choice administrators and, and the California choice program and the choice builder program is not like going to the house of broccoli, right? Yeah. It's like going to a traditional restaurant that has all different types of foods. And you find a, you find a restaurant that has a huge menu that has everything you can imagine on it. You can find something for everybody at all different price points and all different flavors to meet everybody's budget. So I always yeah. ask employers or I ask brokers, why would you take somebody to the house of broccoli? When you can take them somewhere, you can take them somewhere that has a broad menu, right? Exactly. And, exactly. and sometimes an analogy like that, people kind of laugh and they chuckle, but they sit back and they go, you know, I mean, I guess it kind of makes yeah, sense, right? But it does make sense. That, that's, that's what we've done for decades as a health insurance industry. We've crammed a single, a, a, a single focus down employers' throats and there is a better way to do it. And I'm here representing with 
Yeah. Choice. Yeah, you are. Choice, <laughs> choice is the way, man. So, Michael, it's uh, it's an election year. Just want to ask you. You know, you're running a company. You know, right now we're still, you know, in not sure who's going to win it. In limbo. Huh? Yeah, still in limbo. Um, but the presidential mm-hmm. race, a lot of uh, stress around that. Yeah. Especially for us, in employee benefits per se. I mean, you're running the company. Yeah. What do you what do you see as far as the impact potential impact of presidential race as applies to insurance? Yeah, boy, that's a, that's a big question. I'm going to do my my best to not <laughs> step in a pile of it here today. Um, you know what I would tell you is this: I don't think, I don't think, no matter who wins ultimately the election, what the outcome is. I don't think we're going to see significant changes in our world for a long time. One thing that I can tell you, um, you know, I, I, I know all the health plan executives. Um, I've spent a lot of time over the years talking to them about the impact of ACA and what it's meant on their business. And to unwind what the ACA yeah. implemented is a Herculean task. Mm. It is not something that can be done overnight. It is not something that can probably be done within a few years. What most people don't understand is is the ACA and and the implementation of of that piece of legislation didn't just guarantee that that people can get insurance coverage, right? Um, It didn't just wipe out pre-existing conditions and and, and some of those really popular things and those talking points that you hear in the media. It forced health plans to completely overhaul their legacy systems. Mm-hmm. and rebuild the platforms that they administer business on and how they do it, rebuild all of their actuarial tables and models. It fundamentally changed the infrastructure, yeah. not just their products. It fundamentally changed the infrastructure mm-hmm. of how those plans do, do business. And should the ACA be wiped out someday, that would be impossible in a short yeah. amount of time to get rid of that. And and from what I understand from most of our partners. I don't think anybody um, thinks that option point forward. Um, you know, I, 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 I think you're going to continue to see, no matter who wins the election, I think you're going to continue to see uh, pushes towards employee advantages. Mm. Um, you know, I, I think there's been a lot of thought within the healthcare space that pre-existing conditions being covered, that's that's a good thing, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I I know regardless of what the aisle people sit on, everybody thinks it's it's a good thing that we ensure as many people as possible. So sure. what I yeah. is, is, I think is going to happen because my my best guess is I I'm sure everybody hears on the media is I, I think we end up with a you know divided House of Congress. So I think we're probably yeah. going to end up with a lot more group like we've had, and so. The from my perspective, at least, I, I think the quicker path change is in, in very small incremental, you know, line item type type wins versus passing any massive sweeping legislation. But you know, I, I, I don't see the ACA going away. I don't see it going anywhere. I'm going to continue to see little small pieces of legislation that will, depending upon the, the outcome, will either tick away little pieces or try to prove pieces, or it will add to the current legislation we've got. I, I don't see a lot of change for us. I, I believe we're in a very strong industry. I believe we're in a very healthy industry. When you look at, at the ACA implemented, there was a tremendous amount of uncertainty with the health plans as that was going to impact their financials. Yeah. They took their best guess 
right, at what it was going to look like. But two years, right, the first couple of years of ACA, you guys are brokers. I mean, look at the look at the increases you saw. Oh, look huge, at the huh? look at the huge. trend numbers. They were enormous yeah. over the last over the last two years. Trend is under control. The health plans absolutely understand how to price to their risk nowadays. They understand how the risk adjusters are going to impact their their financials. And they're able to price to those much better. And we see single digit trend and we have for the last couple of years. And in, in the case of, of some of the plans out the market, they're low single digits. Yeah. It is it is not uncommon to see a health plan have one or two quarters throughout the year where they actually take a rate decrease. We've seen that in our program, you know, over the last yeah. couple of years. So from my perspective, whether you know, whether you like the ACA or not, and what side of the aisle you you sit on, um, it seems to be under control from a pricing and a premium standpoint. Now, I didn't say cost containment, right? I mean, yeah. cost is a different issue. Uh, you know, the cost of service, the cost of equipment, you know, the you know legal issues that that impact rates. Um, all of those, all those various drivers of, of costs, I don't know that, that those are necessarily under control, but the health plans nowadays really understand rate this business and the impact that, it, that it's going to have on them. So, um, you know, I, I don't, I don't have a lot of, whole lot of change with the outcome of the election. I'm, you know, I've, I've got my hot dog cart and I'm out peddling hot dogs all day long. And I don't <laughs> expect the, I don't expect the streets, the streets to be closed for any Perfect. Thank you. Great. Thanks, Michael. <clears throat> I wanted to ask yeah. you, uh, I, I focus largely on the technology in our industry uh, from both, you know, from the health insurance side, from insure tech and what type of efficiencies and, and enhancements we can provide our clients, which in your sense would also be your employers and your members. I'm wondering what types of enhancements, what type of innovation is CalChoice or Choice Administrators working towards to improve, you know, the, the experience, the client experience for both employers and their employees or your members? <laughs> Boy, that's a, that's a $64,000 question. I could, <laughs> I could spend a long time talking about this one. Um, I, I've got some really good news, you know, so let me just spend, uh, if you'll bear with me, I'll kind of let you know where, sure. where we're at. <clears throat> yep. Um, when you look at the state of, of small business health insurance, if you will, most people would argue that the small business market from a technology standpoint is far behind the mid-market large group national account segments. They've implemented over the, you know, the last several years various tools and, and technologies to be able to accommodate masses, right? Your average small business uh, you know, who's working on a, on a street somewhere or in a strip mall and you know, maybe some of their employees have computers. Maybe some of their employees don't need computers where they can, uh, you know, utilize tools. It just the small group market has been much slower to adopt technology. Um, that's one issue we have to overcome as, as an industry. You also have to look at the fact that most health plans still operate on legacy platforms. They're not on the most modern technology from a core system standpoint. Choice administrators being being one of those, where I'm going with this, okay? We're still on an old legacy-based uh, platform. Um, the great news is about a year ago, we kicked off um, what, what we're calling our, our choice transformation project. 
which is we've mapped out probably over a three to five year process um, how we're going to completely get off of our legacy systems. And we're going to migrate everything from our core platform to all of the various business modules, whether it's a, whether it's a finance billing module, whether it's a document scanning module, whatever it is that plugs into our core database and our core administration system, we're modernizing everything. We are going to go to a lot of, a lot of cloud-based type, type technology. We've engaged with one of the largest uh, one of the large IT transitional f- firms in the world to get their guidance and have them build out the roadmap of what are the edge best technologies in our space that we need to be able to do our business. And they're helping us identify those. We're going through department by department, looking at each system and each kind of play module that our departments use uh, as a part of the overall administrative process and mapping out and sequencing how we're going to implement those over time. So it's not just going to be, us, hey, it's going to take us three to five to build this out and then big bang, all of a sudden we've got a new system, right? We're going to piece by piece implement technology over the next several years that will get us to an end game where everything has been modernized. That's number one. We believe that is going to save us a lot of a lot of headache and a lot of revenue that we have to currently invest today to continue to update and provide yeah. maintenance on, on, on systems that are just you know out, outdated. They work. And they right. do the yeah. job and they do the job well, but require a lot more effort to keep running than modern yeah. platforms do. Secondly, where this is really going to be positive and where this is going to be impactful for our customers to be partners is we're in process of modernizing our website. And when I say modernizing, um, I, I mean everything from the look and feel to the transactions and the things that uh, different users will be able to have on the tool. We had actually hoped to launch it by Q4 of this year. That was our original intent. Right now, we're looking at a Q1 launch. But I can tell you this, as, as brokers, you guys are going to love it. Um, so we're, we're, we're modernizing the website uh, in, in multiple phases. So when we launch it originally uh, here in the first quarter next year, it's, it's not going to have all the functionality. But we're building out functionality beyond what we have today for our broker partners, general agent partners, groups, members, everybody, all of our core audiences who we work with will have access to a lot more detailed information quicker at their fingertips. Um, you know, everything transactionally as it relates to eligibility. Um, so it, it's just, it's going to be a, I, I don't, I don't want to use the word more of a self-service platform because self-service isn't always necessarily a good thing, right? But it's, it's at right. least going to provide a, a much more um, accessible user experience to the data that we have and house within our system and visibility uh, to the timeliness of various transactions that are taking place moving around throughout the operational process. So uh, we've got a lot of really good things coming. Those just, you know, really just a, just a couple of the things I'll, I'll touch on. But, Perfect. you know, we're also we're also building activity with many of our distribution partners, our, our, our GA partner. Uh, you know, you, you may have seen a, a press release recently uh, by the company Veracred. Veracred is a huge national aggregator of data and um, API services in between parties. Um, you know, us, Kaiser Permanente, some other health plans have recently contracted with Veracred to provide that kind of API connectivity service. Um, you know, Veracred is, is, 
is connected with different Ben Admin platforms and, and other vendors out in the marketplace. So as we kind of build out that, that API technology, um, you know, using a middleman, if you will, it'll give us that ability to kind of have that, that one-to-many connectivity where we can, you know, utilize a single API feed that functions yep. and works with our system to be able to connect with multiple vendors and multiple platforms that brokers and groups are using to provide that connectivity. So I mean, just, I mean, every area you can imagine, we're in process of, of modernizing um, you know, we believe that, that we want, you know, we want to lead the market in that space and we're making every effort and every investment right now to make that a reality. Awesome. Perfect. Uh, well, with that said, we're talking a lot about the future of Cal choice and what, what's on the horizon soon, soon to be here. Uh, it sounds like, um, but looking at more further in the future, uh, for Cal choice, uh, I mean, as a broker, a couple, uh, couple of questions on the surface. Anything on the horizon for uh, other future partnerships with other carriers? And is there any thought about um, expansion to large group? Well, I guess I, I answer that question with a sly smile and I say, Ray, there's always things on the horizon. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, um, th- this is a subject, I guess, near and dear to me. I mean, being the being the 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 guy that owns owns revenue and, and product and, and sales for my organization, yeah. um, it's it's one of my key areas of focus. And you know, we're always uh, always in the middle of of dialogue with both existing partners and other organizations that we're not partners with to see what opportunities we may have to continue to improve the program. Uh, I will just tell you that in, in 2021, we we will be having more more product um, and, and and some great new options within the portfolio. Mm. Um, you know, whether it's Cal Choice Choice Builder, I mean, we're always looking at 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 everything. So, as as much as I'd like to let the cat out of the bag, mm. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna keep it closed today. Yeah. But uh, know yeah, that there's some sure. good stuff good good stuff coming, right? Um, you know, you also asked about about large group. Uh, that's an area that I that I wrestle with. Um, I I would like to have a large group product. Um, you know, we as you probably know, we used to have a large group product, and then uh, you know when the ACA the ACA took effect, and, and here in California, small group went up to and and stayed at at a hundred. Our fifty one to one hundred large group product was really just it was a, a moot point, right? I mean, we had yeah. to close it down because that market segment is just small group, but. Um, I, I I wouldn't say that uh, it's never going to happen. I would say you know a lot of things a lot of things have to go right. The ACA has certainly changed the way that, that health plans are looking at their financials in different segments. Um, I would also say that for us to be able to quote large groups, you know, back in the day that that wasn't always the easiest thing, right? You know, we had three different carriers from a medical standpoint, and we had to go to those carriers. Um, and we had to get separate independent quotes from each of them and then integrate that into a single quote. It was very time consuming to quote. So I, I wouldn't want to launch any type of large group product or even look at going down that road unless we had some commitments from some planned partners to operationally be able to do some things from a rating and a quoting standpoint. Um, you know, be, be, again, I, I go back to fundamentally who are we as an organization? And, you know, we're about choice. We're about ease of use, right? We're about yeah. simplicity. 
Um, and, and when you get into an experience rated product, that's mm-hmm. not predictable for an employer, right? Cause that, that's one of our values, that mm-hmm. predictability for an employer, and that budgetability. Now we're kind of getting out of yeah. what our, yeah. our core message is exactly not to say that we may not get there one day, but as of right now, I'll tell you with, with confidence, I, I wouldn't expect to see any large group product anytime soon. Gotcha. Makes perfect Thank sense. You for that. Yeah. It, made, it does make sense. Well, Michael, uh, again, we're very grateful for your time. Uh, Before we leave, I just maybe wanted to ask you for the audience to hear about some background on those awesome guitars that you have in the background there, man. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And maybe your choice of bands or what type of music you like. Well, you know, uh, I don't know how I politely decline this. Maybe I'll just say, you know, uh, Mike and Ray, you guys can't reach the tip jar from there, so it's probably not going to happen. <laughs> no, uh, you know, look, guys, in all seriousness, I I, I really appreciate you, uh, you know, having me on today, giving me the opportunity to share a little bit about myself and, and our organization. And, you know, I'll leave your audience with the thoughts of, uh, um, you know, you guys are, are, are great and, and you've been great business partners, great, great distribution partners for us. I know everybody on our team who works with you appreciates your professionalism and, and, and loves working with you guys. You guys have been great. Um, we're excited about what the future holds for our, our partnership working together as, as one of our, uh, one of our top brokers. So thanks for having me today. I, yeah, I appreciate the support awesome. from the bottom of my heart. No, we appreciate it. We, yeah. we love the team at CalChoice. Um, and we're as members and employers, CalChoice, yeah. since I could start to offer a health plan, which was, I don't know, maybe yeah. eight, nine, ten years ago now. We love it. And our employers, our, the employees that sit in our office love it. And everything you spoke about today it resonates with us because that's what we believe in, too. So thank you for the product and for the team that you've assembled and, and the, the ability to the opportunity to work with them. Thank you guys. Uh, you know, hope you, uh, hope you both have a, have a great rest of the week. And, uh, if I don't get a chance to talk to you, uh, have a great holidays, uh, you know, you and your loved ones. And, uh, we appreciate everything. Thank you, Michael. Same to you. Thank you, Michael. Same to you. Take care guys. Bye-bye. You too. Take care. Thank you everyone again for joining Ray and I, we were very thankful and honored to have Michael Payton join us from choice administrators. We hope you enjoyed the uh, information that he provided to give you some more clarity into the health insurance market and from the offerings of choice administrators. Remember to follow us on YouTube and subscribe to our social media channels. And we look forward to seeing you in the next segment of the Insurance House. Thanks again. Thank you.